like Leon said, I serve in leadership. Um, my wife, Rachel, we've been here for a while, I guess since the doors opened, and so we're so happy to be continuing and being in this wonderful body. If there's any first-time visit, well, I guess we did have one first-time visitor. Um, this is going to be quite different from our norm, as you probably have already seen. Uh, the last Sunday of every month is our kids' service, which lands on today. And also you have me, which is not the normal preacher preaching staff. So it'll be a fun ride. Um, <laughs> so, nonetheless, uh, before we get into the passage, uh, and the title of this is, How Do You Know Wrong From Right? But before we get into all of that, what... Just picture this in your mind. You're hanging out, maybe watching TV or sitting in your room. What would you do if God came to you and said, ask for whatever you want me to give you? Ask for whatever you want me to give you. What are some things, you can go ahead and shout them out, what are some things that you would ask for? And be honest, it's okay to be honest. A house? Job? Yeah. What was that over here? To be Spider-Man. I like that one. I like that one. Was that you, Steve, that said that, or was that Smith? Okay, that was oh, Smith, okay. Yes. Try to follow the Lord as much as, as we can? Well, that's a, well, that's a wonderful answer. That's much better than my answer. I, I wrote down, ask for money. I'd probably ask for some cars, maybe a yacht gold, but you guys are, that, that was definitely a, a, a better answer, answer than, than mine. So yeah, and, and so we're going to come back to that, but just kind of think, keep that in mind, what, that, that if, what if God had, had asked you that question. Okay, so I know today is family service, but I'm going to throw out a big word for you younger ones, okay? We're going to talk about something that King Solomon, he was a king, uh, he was King David's son, and then he took over, King Solomon asked for and that word he asked for is discernment discernment okay and we're going to we're going to sound out discernment together for the younger ones that have never heard that word okay discernment three syllables discernment and we're going to talk about what it is and why it's important okay so let's go ahead and read the passage solomon showed his love for the lord by walking according to the instructions given him by his father David, except that he had offered sacrifices and burnt incense on the high places. Burned incense on the high places. The king went to Gideon to offer sacrifices, for that was the most important high place. And Solomon offered a thousand burnt offerings on that altar. At Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said, Ask for whatever you want me to give you. Solomon answered, You have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. You have continued this great kindness to him and have given him a son to sit on his throne this very day. Now, Lord, you have made your servant king in, my, in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count. Too, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this people of yours? Next slide. Thank you. 
The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this. So God said to him, since you have asked for this and, do, and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for death of your enemies, but for a discernment in administering justice, I will do what you have asked. I will give you a wise and discerning heart so that there will never be anyone like you, nor will there ever be. Moreover, I will give you what you have not asked for, both wealth and honor, so that in your lifetime you have no equal among kings. And if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands, as David your father did, I will give you a long life. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray real quick. Like Leon said, Lord, I just pray for you to guide me and to give me a message on discernment that is of you and useful to us, your people. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. <clears throat> Amen. Okay, so what is discernment? The dictionary definition says the ability to judge well. Okay? Here's a random picture of a judge. No, that's, that's actually my mom. That's not a random picture. That is my mom. Um, she used to be a judge, and she was very good at work and at home telling, <laughs> telling what right versus wrong is. Okay? So... Right versus wrong. It's really, it's really simple. Judge, or I'm sorry, discernment gives us the ability to judge well, right versus wrong. Even in the passage we just read, he said, give me the, the ability to distinguish, distinguish right and wrong. Sometimes we do not do discernment well, okay? <laughs> this, is, this is our little haven, okay? She was too young to really understand discernment. This is how she would look all the time. This is how she looked, whether she was around a complete stranger or whether she was around people that loved her, family, grandparents. This is how she would greet everyone that she saw. She was too young to have good discernment. Okay? You can see how that is. Okay? But that, that's okay. She was too young. Um, <laughs> but the sometimes discernment is used well. And so here's a picture of King Solomon. And he's got a paper in his hand. And I'll explain that in a moment. But this is King Solomon with those that he was leading over. And God said, just as we read, God said, asked him the same thing. Ask for whatever you want me to give you. And in that passage, we know that Solomon was aware, King Solomon was aware of his inability to lead on his own. And he was asking God for help. But he was very aware of God's greatness. And that's really a beautiful place to be. Um, and kids, as you guys start school, you may feel nervous like King Solomon did. You may feel like you don't know, you won't know how to do the things you're supposed to do. Or you, might not, uh, you might be a little bit nervous about um, just discerning things as you enter into that environment again. Well, you can ask God for help, just like King Solomon did. You're going to ask him to help, you guide, to help guide you so you know how to do the things that you need to do. And so King Solomon asked for discernment. And instead of riches or money, like I would have asked for, he asked for the things, or he asked for discernment. And in verse 9 he said, So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. And God valued that so much that he said, You know what, I'm going to give you discernment, plus I'm going to give you stuff you didn't even ask for, like wealth and honor. That's pretty amazing. It really shows how, how much God valued that he asked for discernment. And, in that, and you can, I think he was blessed because his desires lined up, lined up 
with God's will. So he, he desired discernment. And God's will for him was to have discernment. And God said, you know what? I'm so happy. I'm so, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you followed my will. I'm going to give you what you didn't even ask for. And he said, there will be, there, there will, there will be no equal in your lifetime. So I'm going to give you beyond what you've even seen in your, li- in your lifetime. And a side note, in that, in that passage that we read, there's, it, it, he also highlighted the importance of the impact of parents that are faithful to the Lord. Solomon made a direct mention in verse 6. He said, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you and righteous and upright in heart. And I, and I, think, that's, I think that's really important because it shows, it shows us how Solomon kind of wanted to model after that. And so for you role models and parents out there, I think that's a good reminder for how, how important it is to be faithful to God's word and faithful to his walk. Because you can see how Solomon was like, I want to be, be like you. I want to I be like my dad. Help me to do that. Help me to lead just like you, you were with my faithful father. So that's just a little side note. Rachel, Rachel was helping me with my sermon, and she helped point that out. So you get credit for that one, Rachel. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful thing. So God answered his prayer. He said, you know what? And you can read later um, that King Solomon did discern and govern his people well for a period of time. And he's shown here, so he's shown here, that piece of paper in his hands are actually plans, the, 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 the artist's depiction of this. Uh, or those, those are plans where he was building a magnificent temple to honor the Lord, and it ended up doing that. And so he ended up building this magnificent temple, and, and God, God gave him discernment to govern the people. Okay, so that's discernment. So we're going to break it down a little bit more. There's two types of discernment that I want to talk about, okay? So type, step Step one, or I'm sorry, yeah, step one is discerning another person's words or actions. So that's, sorry, that's the type, that's the type I want to talk about, discerning another person's words or actions, okay? So that's like whether someone's words or actions are of God or not. And in this day and age, we hear a lot of opinions and things like that, and a lot of people that say they follow God, for example. Some say they believe in God and have, and and are not perfect, but they are truly are working to live a life after him, right? That would be me. Um, however, some say that they believe in God but have chose to, do not choose to really follow him and to, do not choose to really have a relationship with him. Um, they may say or do things that, are, that seem godly but are not directed by God, and they might not have good intentions. Now, if you're here today and you do not have a relationship with God or have fallen away, we definitely want to pray with you and we want to help you bring, bring, bring back your relationship with God. And we, or if you have not had one before, please see me, please see Rachel, please see Leon. We want to pray with you so that you can become a believer, believer that you can confess your sins and walk within the kingdom of God. But what I'm talking about here is folks that really don't have good intentions. They kind of use the, use the, the words, I'm, a, I'm you know, I... I, I I know God. I believe in God. But they don't always have good intentions. And that's very serious. It's very serious to God. Uh, and we want God's help discerning people that can lead us astray. Does that make sense, guys? And, for example, Matt twenty three twenty eight says, On the outside you appear to be people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. These are things that we want to be able to discern against, especially in this day and age. 
Um, kids and adults, we run into situations where we, want, we may want to pray, you know, hey, God, help me, help me in this situation. Help me to discern right or wrong. Is this person right? Is this person wrong? Is this person leading me astray? Is this of you? A, li- a few Sundays ago, Pastor Leon referenced Matthew 13, 10, and 11, and, and he said that, he, was, he mentioned that the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven are being revealed to us believers. The secret of heaven is being revealed to us believers. But we need help. We might need help understanding and discerning those things. We need to be like kudzu. You know, we have to strive to find the good soil. That's what he said. Strive to find, under, strive for understanding. Strive for discernment. Okay, so that's a good reminder um, about, about just the importance of, of striving for that, for that discernment, trying to get to it. Okay. Yeah, another type of discernment is spiritual discernment. Ephesians 6.12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of evil. And just so just last week, Pastor Chris reminded us to not dismiss the fact that there is an evil one who is our spiritual enemy. You know, we don't need to be consumed with the cartoonish figure, like he said, of someone with horns and a pitch, pitchfork. But we do have an enemy in the spiritual realm. And God is, has given us the power to discern that and to stand our ground and to fight that with the armor of God, also mentioned in Ephesians 6. So practically, what does that look like? What, what does that look like if we're trying to practice spiritual discernment? I think about times in our own home, and you guys may relate, where days where just everybody seems off, kids and adults. The day seems off. There's just a fog on the day, even situations throughout the day, times when everything seems to be pulling away from God instead of pulling towards God. Have you guys ever had kind of days like that where it just seems off in the household? Um, Maybe those are times when God is giving us an opportunity to realize that and pray and drive back any evil, evil influences. Or even just personally within ourselves. Sometimes there are, uh, we might just be, you know, we just might feel a little pulled away internally in, our, in ourselves. I feel off. Um, I just don't, I feel pulled away from God instead of pulled towards God. We want to recognize those and discern those times too. What's going on? Help me discern this, Lord. And instead of just living in it, sometimes I can tend to live in that and just go, you know what, this is just, this is just one of those days and just go through the motions of that day instead of discerning what that is. So those are, those are kind of two things I wanted to, two types that I wanted to mention. But now discernment is more than just, it's, I think of it as a two-parter. Okay, so we got discernment. We talked about the types of discernment. We talked about spiritual discernment, you know, discerning um, person's actions and words. But what do we do? What's the next step? We got obedience. Okay? In the passage, let's go, let's go to that passage. So the Lord said, if you walk in obedience to me, and, um, yeah, if you walk in obedience to me and keep my decrees and commands, as David, your father, did, I will give you a long life. It was really important. God said, I'm going to give you discernment, but I want you to, I want you to walk in obedience. We can't just have discernment. God reveals something to us, and we don't really obey or, or follow or ask him what to do with that information. You know? It's walk in obedience. Once he reveals right and wrong to us, we have a decision to make to seek him and follow his directions on what to do. So if for example, so guys, what, what, so kids, what, what, what are we seeing in this picture here? What do you guys see, kids, in this picture? What's happening here? 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some bullying happening here. Some, some kids are making fun of a, another person. We can discern what's happening here is not good, right? I think we all can discern that. But then what do we do? What do we do? What's the obedient step to do after that? I know when I was younger, I wanted to fit in with the cool kids sometimes. And I didn't always do step two. I discerned bad behavior, but I knew I wanted to be in the, with the cool crowd. And sometimes I didn't walk in obedience. I didn't do step two after that. You know, maybe sometimes there's folks that want to fit in and might be ten, tend to hang, be, you know, mimicking what the, what the girls in the back are doing. And, and we don't always think about how that makes the, the person feel. Or adults. We may discern that something is not good or someone is not good or being righteous. But we can sometimes, maybe, maybe you don't, but I know sometimes I can tend to fall into, well, that person's off. That person's wrong. I'm glad I'm not, you know. I feel better about my situation. I'm, I'm glad I'm not off or wrong like that person is, you know. That's not, that's not really a, a helpful place to be. That's, that's not practicing step two, which is obedience. You're just, we're discerning, but we're not practicing. God, what do you want me to do with this? Praying and asking the Lord. How, how, do you, how can I be obedient to what you're asking me to do? Here's another example. What if God <laughs> what if God helps you discern that someone is going through a tough time, right? And that person is going through a tough time, they're unhappy, and then they're not really treating you that well or that kindly because they're not happy. What if God wants you to still show them love, even in that hard time? Is that easy to do? Have we ever had anything like that happen, especially adults? That's tough. That's really hard to do. If someone's not treating you kindly, you're discerning that they're hurting. You're discerning that they're going through something, but it's like, uh, you're not treating me nice. I, I don't know if I can really do anything, do anything for you right now. That's tough. But how pleasing and beautiful it is to God when we actually do obey him in those difficult situations. Right, guys? So that's, that's where, you know, that's where seeking God comes in. And it's so important to do that. Um, so, Julie, you can come up. I'm going to tell, tell a little story. Uh, my father-in-law and I, Terry, we were going, we went on, this summer we went on something called Hot Rod Magazine's Power Tour. <laughs> He's the good-looking one. And so that hat, see, Rachel made fun of me about that hat. But it was sunny, and it was hot. And, you know, that hat worked out really well. You got one, too? Exactly. So thank you. You know, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed, fellas, or females. Rachel was like, you sure that's a man's hat? It was. I went back and checked the Amazon description. It was a man's hat. It was pretty thick. It was pretty thick around the brim, though. Uh, But nonetheless, (laughs) Terry and I, we had a wonderful time. We went on this, uh, we went on this power tour, five cities. You're driving your, you're driving your cars, your own hot rods, five cities in five days. And that was, that we got to drive Terry's car, the first one right there, and we had a wonderful time. He invited me on this, and I had a great time. And the first four steps, the first four stops were amazing. We went to the speedways, we visited other cars, we had a great time. And then we got to Bristol, Tennessee. The, the speed, Bristol Motor Speedway in Tennessee. And when we got there, it, was, it just felt like, even when we were just 
trying to get there. It just felt like it was the complete opposite of our other experiences. We got separated from the people that we were trying to follow. Multiple vehicles were making U-turns, trying to get into the speedway, trying to get to the right entrance. You could see, other, you see all these hot rods just not knowing where to go. There was confusion everywhere. Even the parking attendants were asking the parking attendants to help, for help. They're being short with us. It was just the whole situation just felt so different uh, from the other four stops. And fortunately, Terry was so patient with me. He's like, you know what? I'll go ahead and drive. You want, why, don't you, you know, why don't you switch? And I was like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but he was, so, he was so patient in that time. And when we finally got into the speedway, we're, we're, we're finally, we finally found the right entrance. Miles, almost a good mile or two from where we thought we were supposed to be. We finally got in. We're trying to go around. Like I said, parking attendants are not being very patient with us. And we're trying, we're trying our best to navigate it. We kind of pull out of this little area to follow the rest of the crowd. And this motorcycle, why a motorcycle is even here, it's, you know, it's not a motorcycle tour. We had never seen a motorcycle. He's just coming, and he almost hits our car, and it would not have been good. He, would have flown, he was coming at the rate of speed where he would have flown over, and I don't think he was even wearing a helmet. And I was just like, I was sitting in the passenger seat, and I was just like, Lord... What is going on? And under my breath, I just prayed. I just prayed for the whole situation. And I was like, Lord, help, you know, help us. Because that was, that was a really scary moment. And I just prayed. I said, Lord, I just pray for your peace over this situation, over this whole place. I didn't, I, I didn't limit the prayer. <laughs> and I just said, Lord, help us. Help us to be safe. Help us to have a good time. Um. And I'll tell you what, soon after that prayer, it, things really did change. And I felt like the peace of, the peace of God came. I, I feel like the presence of God came to that place. And we walked around, and we had a wonderful time. Even that picture was us at Bristol, actually. We're walking, we're finishing up. That was our last stop. And we were done, and we were happy, and we were all headed home. And I say, and I give this as an example not to, <clears throat> not to toot my own horn. But I want to encourage us that our prayers can be small or they can be powerful enough for a whole situation. I really do believe that our God gives us the power to pray over a, a huge situation. And, and I feel like the, the, the peace of God came. And I don't know, I, maybe one day in heaven I'll ask God, tell me more about that. <laughs> um, but it just encouraged me, and I want to encourage you guys to just pray. When you discern something small or big, just pray, Lord, help me. Help me understand what you want me to do. Help me to be obedient in this moment. Even if it's at your home, if you're by yourself, if you're with your family, help me to understand. I, I discerned something. Now I want to do what you want me to do. Now I want to obey you. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah. So, takeaways. Takeaways for, for going home. I always need that for myself. Spend this week, let's just practice, spend some undistracted time with God. With online stuff and all these things. There's so many things that pull for our attention. And, but in that time, God reminds us, in that undistracted time, he reminds us of his truth, of his presence. God, guide me in this situation. Is it right or wrong? Is it wrong? Is this person in my life right or in this, in, in, wrong? When I'm in school, 
hypocrites if you're nervous about going to school or friend relationships or what to do. This is the time to bring it to God. Adults too. This is the time to bring it to God and, and, and have him help. Number two, work towards obedience. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's pray and ask God, okay, I've discerned this. What do you want me to do? What's, what, how can I follow you, Lord? Seek his direction. Okay, so let's practice those this week. Amen, guys? Thank you so much for letting me. Um, thank you so much. <laughs> going to say a quick prayer. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for our wonderful body of Christ. Pray that you help me and the congregation, anyone that, that this is applicable to, Father, help us to spend this, spend practicing over the upcoming days and weeks to spend un, undistracted time with you and to work towards obedience. Pray, thank you Lord, for this message. Pray that it is effective in all of our hearts and lives. In the name of Jesus, amen.